Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damien Mercado. With us, as uh, we have Clint Beiser as. Uh, I'm Chet Blandgate here. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's a rough start, but I'm happy. We've just got a good episode <laughs> in our hands. Thank you. Everything is fine. Nothing's burning. Uh, <laughs> Dave Callens, who will you be playing today? Uh, anyone call the green M&M yet? Because I'll take that one. <laughs> That's the one Clint likes, right? You're going to be playing, mm. you're just going to be like dealing with cat calling the whole episode. Just people like wanting to <laughs> fuck that M&M. Just the whole... Yeah, who's after me? Tucker Carlson? I forget. Which one of them liked me? Oh, why, why, are yeah. you, why are you putting these thoughts in my head, great M&M? How come I'm waking up in the middle of the night having to lie to my wife? <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the, I don't know, time change has confused me, so I'm not even sure, but I assume that I'm playing uh, Kevin Tabaxi Paladin. You are. Did I get? Did I guess that right? You did. Mm. <laughs> Even though, like Kevin is your voice, it's like your voice turned up to fifteen, and it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse Egan, who will you be playing? Uh, so I'm playing an NPC today, correct? I'm I'm a character, and uh, my character's uh, name is Smarty Intellecto. <laughs> yes, and we can't wait to Smarty see how uh, Intellecto. Smarty Intellecto joins us today. Uh, He's an idiot, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and the uh, mascot for the show I've had, uh, Sarah Lee, who will you be playing? Gertrude, not Sarah Lee. I think if there See, was... See, I was doing a bit, but she's being serious. Being serious? I haven't been here in like two months. You, you know, I, you, I watch Welcome people back. die in the streets for my day job. Sorry if I don't get to play yeah. the whore on your show, the, the smoking old I, I just got poop thrown at me yesterday, so I'm a little distracted. Okay, that was by me, though, and I already apologized. <laughs> and I liked it, so to be fair, I, I asked for it, so. It was one of those apologies, like, I'm sorry you felt like me throwing poop at you was offensive. And I'm yes, sorry that I that yeah. unlocked something for me that I didn't realize I needed in the bedroom. <laughs> Guys, join our Patreon to see all this footage. <laughs> it's, it's called Only Dragons. If you uh, subscribe to the highest tier, you can be the one throwing poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but am I am I Gertrude? You are. That sounds okay. that sounds existential. Like you're just like, am yep. I Gertrude? Am I? Like, is that my actual identity? <laughs> Am I? Okay. Oh my God. You know what? I, it's, we're having another mental health episode. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize we're in the middle of an episode right now. Sarah, actually, let's gaslight her. Sarah, you're actually decorative cabbage. Oh, oh fuck yeah! What, what was his name? Taking a finger, finger gun. Gun. Finger gun. Finger gun. Have been this entire time. Oh shit! This is like six cents style. Here we go. <laughs> Um, All right. Uh, When we last left the party, uh, you guys were uh, you guys had gone back in time. You guys had convinced uh, Asir, the time snake, to uh, take you back in time so you could. And then everything went great. Yeah. And then we don't end. 
as I, always. I think the campaign ended there, so this is kind of just an epilogue. <laughs> yeah, we won. We won D and D, right? That's what we did. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you uh, you guys went back in time, and uh, Clint had to deal. Clint is in a uh, uh, in, in this back in time. You guys had to deal with a very uh, intimate moment for Clint, a very hard to deal with moment. He had to go uh, and stop a. He had to go and witness a. a. Ron Hubbard, the same person who ruined his life, who stole his family from him, who turned him into from uh, proud uh, 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 elven scientist. Proud boy. Yeah, from from. Pr- <laughs> Clint, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to role, role play your character. Boy. Proud daddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> proud, yeah, proud dad. Um, uh, uh, murdered him, took credit for his inventions, and turned him into the prototype for the uh, many of the Warforged that uh, you guys have fought to this day, uh, turning him into an artifact um, of, uh, you know, a. Uh, uh, there had been more advanced models made. Um, he was forgotten in a lab for years, forgotten his family, took his life from him. Uh, Clint had to deal with And then Ragnarok happened. <laughs> you guys like rock and roll? Furthermore, to place additional stress onto uh, to Chet Blancate, his daughter uh, went to a bar during this time. Uh, Gertrude uh, was in a bar, and she happened to strike it up with the most disgusting man in the bar, one A.A. A. Ron Hubbard. AKA the man who would betray Clint uh, after singing a series of terrible uh, karaoke songs together. Um, uh, he invited Gertrude back to his lab. He was willing to delay murdering Clint for a little bit just to kind of took to uh, land Kate. I, I, in case anybody's confused, he wasn't trying to murder me. It was <laughs> Thank you. Right. No, he actually broke the fourth wall and was like, you know what? Fuck that. Dude. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a Stephen King plot happening here where the character's coming to life. Um, His parents were killed in a treehouse. He takes it personally against you. <laughs> so um, I, as a dungeon master, was prodding Clint uh, with his pickup with his, like, uh, like uh, with his. Uh, uh, as Clint was in, uh, behind A.A. Ron Hubbard, um, uh, I was saying very uh, gross things to Gertrude and cl- knowing uh, and cl- prodding Clint with my d- dungeon master stick. And finally, he he broke. He uh, used a, uh, a level five harmful touch spell or what's the spell called? Um I think I went. I think I went big boy on it. Let me look my you know, spell you, slots. You used it like a tenth I level. Used... Uh, yeah, L- well, that a- would be impossible. You did like a hundred plus damage to Aaron Hubbard. Surprise sneak yeah. attack damage. He shriveled up into like a, just an acidic black necrotic ball of energy. Yeah, level nine, <laughs> level nine inflict wounds. I use. Yeah, yeah, he just he just shriveled up into like just um, his, uh, black necrotic energy. Uh, and as that happened, the earth around you, uh, Gertrude, you suddenly saw your father there, uh, seemingly cock blocking you. Um, like seriously, Dad, just you think I go for these men? I go to for these men because I I need this attention, and then you just come in and you kill them in front of me. You think like this might be why I have issues? So that might have been a mistake timeline wise, because this is the man that kills me and takes you me away from you. Or it could have been the love of my life. A serial no, time that, snake appears like it's definite. In his like little Ziggy hologram. Chet, Chet, what have you done? Chet, what have? Oh my goodness, what have you done? You know what? 
I just held out my hand with an inflict wounds, and he walked into it. I didn't even. <laughs> I, I just was. I was just there in case, and uh, he walked right into it. He should have been walking, watching where he was going. Uh, I really I don't feel like even... the equivalent of like the prom photo where the dad's holding the shotgun behind the kid. Like this is <laughs> you. You scare all the men away from me. <laughs> Gavin is batting at the time snake's tail, by the way. <laughs> uh, the time snake's trying to yell at you, but like the transmission's like broken. I can't even open the my power. And it, yeah, you're breaking up. I uh... it fades out. He gets even more upset. <laughs> you you acknowledge my anger as it, as he fades out. The uh, the uh, uh, reality, like like the very reality itself, starts to shake around you. Um, uh, things start to get sucked in upon itself slowly. Uh, like buildings just start. Now it's a party. Uh, buildings just start disappearing from existence <clears throat> around you um, until finally it's just you guys in this in this void of white nothingness. Is it's more like a translucent uh, mist. That's just kind of uh, surrounding you. Um, at some point, um, a being of light uh, is hovering around you, um, and it, it, it slowly starts to change form back and forth, almost as if like it's changing frequencies, um, until finally it uh, takes the form of a uh, an hourglass in front of you, like an anthropomorphic hourglass. Mm. Uh, Hello, I am Senor Seconds. I am a steward of the time. Um, you guys fucked up big. This is a catastrophic Did event. Uh, I, I, all of you. Oh, is that catastrophic? Is that because he's a baxi? That's very rude. He's a cat. I'm sorry. Um, I'm new to your realm. The innuendos of like how speech works and like these little like idioms. I was that a did I was I offensive? Oh, did you say idiom? Because my daughter's an idiot. That's, what are you? Okay, between the two of us, at least one of us is trying to establish a connection with other people. Okay, trying. Everyone, to roll for initiative. <laughs> a very confused-looking hourglass is just panning uh, back and forth. He's 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 coming through a rule book in front of you. Um, it says here, um, you, uh, the you. He points to the rest of you. You guys are just were dragged along. You guys seem to have some, each seem to have some sort of divine protection, um, which is why you didn't get reset with everything else. And my hammer. Um, but you, you're the offender. If I go by the book, you have divine protection, uh, which is the only reason we're having this conversation. But if I go by the book, a hammer, what's a hammer? I'm sorry. Uh, um, it's an idiom. Ah. I. He, um, it says you're supposed to be unmade from existence, but it's... Oh, oh that'd be nice. It says... <laughs> <laughs> that was Clint, by the way, not... Hard no, to... yeah, no, it was broke the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but it says here, um, uh, Ogma? Um, and at that point... Oh, yeah, my homeboy. Uh, at that point, um, yes, a divine being seems to have vouched for you. 
And at that point, uh, a um, uh, appearing next to you in a br- brilliant flash of golden light, uh, Jesse. What do we see? We see a <clears throat> we see a, a very slender um, creature. Probably, it almost looks like an ancient elf kind of thing, shimmering, uh, wearing a lot of lace. Almost like everything is lace. Lace gloves. They're cut off, and a lace headdress. And lace uh, shoes. Um, and he says, Hello. It's a hi. Smarty intellecto. I made all this lace. <laughs> I vouch for Artificarian. That is why I'm here. Yes, okay. Uh, I, I've not had one of these in many... Well, you stopped counting the centuries. Um, all right. It says here uh, by the book that uh, in order to set things straight, we will set things straight on the timeline on our end, but uh, it says here we're going to unmake him from existence, and um, I'm sure maybe he doesn't know, but um, that is a process that would make even, um, you know, those in the Nine Hells envious. Um, It is... um... Sounds shitty. Yes, it is is unpleasant, and... um, it, it, it creates a mess on the timeline, but that's what the book says. But I understand that he's part of some grander mission in your thing. And um, uh, I, okay, if that's our position, what's your position? What what can we do to make this right? Can I try to use like a persuasion role or some sort of intellectual, you Please. know, s- smarty role? Please. Uh, while he's doing this role, I'd like to uh, everybody to keep your uh, eyes on the uh, screen. Perhaps it's in your head. Uh, a, a, a screen appears in front of you in the mist. Uh, it's like projected upon. Um, you see the uh, after this happens, uh, Vor, uh, and, it, and it goes to like a little timeline of like uh, Vor being an assistant that uh, uh, Art uh, 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 TV was close with. Chet Blanket was close with in his life. Um, was a you know uh, she you know had a very she she was um, a a Ron Hubbard's but um, uh, under his employ but um, uh, they had a very good relationship very pleasant work relationship um, and it shows that after um, after a uh, a Ron Hubbard was murdered um, uh, the fate had to correct itself in the and uh, basically she became the agent you know a a Ron Hubbard in this timeline as we discussed there was a Mandela effect in the other campaign in, in Chud's campaign uh, where they were fighting a Ron Hubbard and then this happened and there was a Mandela said they're fighting Nelson Mandela um, a a Ron Hubbard was just remembered as this kind of genius scientist who was murdered um, uh, murdered by Vor um, the who uh, kind of assumed the mantle of a fantasy Hitler, I guess, and uh, really kind of waged this totalitarian, uh, uh, you know, became this supervillain in history when that was not her her history, her her path in life, and so that is one of the many sins that's going to have to be made right in this uh, in this negotiation. Mm. Um, are we also? Um, I'd also, we also have several character witnesses here. Uh, his daughter, um, first and foremost, I think, I think her opinion would weigh heavily in any, um, who, who knows him better than him, than her. That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe I'll make that case as well. Um, so as an agent of Obama, excuse me, Ogma, I must say <laughs> that we have to make the timeline right. And, uh, I w- I'm not the only one 
vouching for this gentleman. Uh, let's hear from his daughter, Gertrude. What do you yeah, think of your father? Don't you want him to be made rather than unmade? Yeah, no, he's welcome. A, he's, uh, he's the biggest cock block I've ever dealt with. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. You do what you feel is right. The clock. I, cock. <gasps> I should have known that would backfire being smarty intellecto, but... <laughs> should have uh, here's the, the thing, room. little smarty pants. Uh, your IQ means nothing when you're dealing with somebody who's working at a room temperature IQ. <clears throat> my favorite thing is that you're holding like a fake cigarette lower. in your hand <laughs> my hand just naturally sits like this now it. <laughs> is that shaking? Mm. is she trying to shake? actually she does that but she's chewing now because she's a chewer instead of a smoker now it's not an oral fixation it's a finger fixation at this point point. <laughs> 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 Well, uh, I just feel like I always need something in or around my fingers. It's a rose jelly hand. It's the jelly hand. It's the setting it's on. It's a extra sticky jelly. Uh, I whispered um, in, in uh, Intellecto's head um, that, well, she's got, I'm like, just uh, say that she's got an opposite day curse. So whatever (laughs) she says means the opposite. She's she's never going to say the right thing. That's a good point. Despite being smart, I'm very easily persuaded to do stupid <laughs> things. So, yes, she uh, is... Don't take her word. That was she, It's opposite day for Gertrude. She's reversed. Of course she wants her father to be not unmade. Um, what, about, uh, what about his friend Kevin? Kevin, what do you think? Don't you think uh, he should live and not be he torn apart? He should definitely not don't be un, unmade. See, <laughs> it's a double Kevin reverse. Wayne said on the go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is working out well. Um, perhaps I'd like to hear from the offender, the defendant himself, mm. um, Mister. Objection. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, objection from the from Kevin. I whisper in his ear. On said, what grounds perhaps- do you object? Perhaps you should try that opposite day bullshit again. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, I fully support him being unmade. He winks again at Art Smarty. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay, that's two. That's right. Um, um, but before any hasty judgment, before we just jump to doing things by the book, you know, and I must yeah. say I slightly resent somebody causing as much trouble as you have and just getting off scot-free, but my own personal bias aside. There's who judges the judges after all. Um, I would like to hear from you. Um, Describe, can you please tell me about the incidents leading up to this? Uh, Put me in your shoes. Objection? Yes, on what grounds are we objecting? Um, The ground I am standing on. Uh, None of you are standing. You're all kind of floating... Any trans- oh, would you prefer to stand? And like, you know, the clouds kind of form, the uh, the room takes the shape of a courtroom. Is this more to your liking? Or would you prefer something else? Did and I like, forget to clear a warrant? It turns into the San Diego Convention Center. <laughs> oh, would you prefer some sort of uh, 
<laughs> Would you prefer some sort of incarceration uh, unit? Yes, we could do this in a... Like Ooh, a, a bookstore would be wonderful. Yes, uh, you're in a Barnes & Noble. It looks like circa 2000. I'm going to find that book that all the cats come out of. <laughs> Just about to text you that. Oh. <laughs> I was like, behind the scenes, find the book. Okay, uh, both of you uh, roll me a uh, perception or investigation check, whichever you want. Who's both of you? Uh, well, either uh, both of you can do it individually or one of you can do it with advantage. Me uh, and okay. Gertrude and him. Uh, I'll tell you what, both of you roll individually. Perception or, or? Invest- oh, perception or investigation. Um, uh, roll the 16. Roll the 16. Um, Gertrude, I think if I were your, your wisdom perception would probably be what I would roll. With. Yeah, I just did my perception, but I rolled out advantage and I didn't know which one you wanted. But the first one was 13. Cool. Um, and one was 23. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys, um, you guys, uh, clearly are find the pet section. Uh, you guys tear <laughs> apart, um, you guys tear apart the, uh, uh, the, the cats and pets section and you do not find the tome of cats. However, I do encourage you to roll again and see if you can get just a little bit higher. Um, as, as this, as this continues. Pardon me. Could I just point out that I used to work <laughs> At this Barnes and Noble, this exact <laughs> store, and I believe that cat book is on floor number two up there. <laughs> well, I just rolled a twenty-seven. You worked at the Flagstaff Barnes and Noble <laughs> for sixteen years. <laughs> I read every book on the second floor. Yes, Wait, I forget what I'm rolling. What category? That's why I'm so intellecto. What was this early? Perception or wisdom? Oh, all right. Uh, so, Mr. Artificary, Mr. Mr. Blankate, what? This time I rolled a 23. Uh, what was going through your mind when you decided to unmake reality, knowing full well what would happen? Well, um, it'll, it'll here's be... the thing. I was, I was making a power play, and, um, uh... It wasn't like rage induced because the man who took my life and turned me into a robot and then uh, ruined everything and then was trying to bed my daughter and she was going with it and happy with it and went to go kill me with him in the past, but my my past, but the current timelines. It had no, no rage based on that. It was a, really a power play um, where... Uh, and then I cast Disguise Self on me to turn me into um, A.A. Ron Hubbard. Um, see, I was just going to take his place in history and huh. do his thing for him, but then uh, like undermine it the whole time secretly. Uh, I didn't get a chance to just say it to anybody, um, and uh, things fumbled up a little bit. You know, I got distracted by the cat. Well, I... Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but definitely not rage-based. It was totally a planned out intellectual thing. I'm not, like, coming up with something right now to, like, fix things. It was, like, totally a plan the whole time. Mr. Intellecto, your witness. 
Yes. Um, do you, do you think, sir, that you have done more good than harm in this world? I mean, considering um, causing the that Nazi guy was did, was the Nazi was that his fault too? Uh, no, no, he was taken advantage of by the AA Ron Hubbard. Yes, he, he was taken advantage of. Right. So. Uh, it's a wonderful lifestyle. Would it be better made or unmade? That's my question to you, Judge. And to all of the jury, there's no jury here. Uh, <laughs> the jury of his trial. angry daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, guys, roll me another uh, one more check. I, I need uh, you. You're. You, both of your roles, Kevin, you had the highest one with a 16, right? Uh, well, I rolled the second time at 23. Oh, your second time, 23? Um, Kevin, your attention is drawn. It was investigation or perception? Perception. Perception. Your um, attention is drawn to the occult section. Um, not only that, Story but... Of my life. But the occult section, like it's like it's it's like oh, it's like a, it's like behind a sh- it's like behind a pornography curtain, which is you know like like you'd see in a video store in the '90s, but the, which is really odd at a Barnes and Noble considering there's no pornography. I've checked in that store. It's all educational. <laughs> it's all it's all art or educational. Eh. Did you did you check with Jesse? Because he worked there oh. on the second floor. <laughs> it is on the second floor. Excellent. It's actually in like a secret attic. Um, it's like a Hogwarts wall. You got to pass through it. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, so um, I just thought of something. Could could I call a character witness, Judge? Another that's not Ooh, here. Please phone a friend. Uh, please, I'm not. I'm more like a, this is more like arbitration. I'm, I fulfill the role of judge and. Uh, advocate for ti- the timeline. Well, let me just let me just reach out via rocky talkie here, At and uh, let me get Blanche Poubelle on the line. His <laughs> his wife, who loves him. Uh, hello, Blanche. Are you there? Yes. Um, can, can I ask what time? Are you like uh, like at what point in time are you calling Blanche? Like, uh, is this is this um, um, pre? Pre him leaving, uh, like, uh, is this is this the last time you guys saw each other? You guys were in hell. Um, is this uh, Blanche currently is in a very pr- poor predicament, uh, hell wise and, t- and health wise? So we could be talking to her and like you know, and Blanche is present and the story's present, or it could be like uh, with uh, br- the day before he left and disappeared, you know, which or whatever in between. I think I just randomly called her at the exact moment in time right after she witnessed him giving all these hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was that? What was that episode? Where he, uh, it he was, had eight, eight arms and. Yes, that was, was the episode. Green. It was when we were solving uh, Lothario's, <laughs> Lothario's timeline with his kids, and like you guys were going from body to body, and one of his bodies was a cricket man. Or no, it was a, it was a, it was an insectoid man. Yeah, the thigh Yeah, the thigh Can we green. from here on out refer to the timeline as BHJ and then AHJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know this is We're my like favorite. A plus HJ. 
<laughs> so many Apparently, I feel like the there's show. too many HJ incidents that it's going to be <laughs> yeah, confusing. Too many fractions <laughs> on the HJ timeline. Too many. Uh, okay, so um, you call Blanche. Yes, I know this might be a strange point in time to reach out to you right after all the uh, what have you, but uh, <laughs> Blanche, I want you to speak to how much you love your husband. Um, I do love Chatty, but I don't love all those hand jobs. Why? <laughs> Why, Chatty? Eight hands don't all have to job. <laughs> <laughs> I can do in for my, you what those eight strangers could. I could be your eight hands. were claw jobs, first of all. That's a, a claw job. You're an insect man. Why won't you stay the cheddar that I fell in love with? It's a cheddar that I fed scrap on. It's on speakerphone. Bam. In the zones. Why would you change to a robot and then an insect hand job machine? Why, cheddar? I... I'm a giver. It's the thing about me <laughs> is, you know, that's what's so good about me. I, I give of myself whatever I have. And when it's eight claw hands, I use them to give. <laughs> Why won't you give to me, Chatty? You went out for cigarettes 4,000 years ago and never came back. I don't know where you've been. Just out there on the streets and jobbing. It was A.A. Ron Hubbard that uh, ended my existence and turned me into a robot, my queen. And um, then I found out I loved being a robot man. Mm. But um, that's a different different story for a different time. Do you love being a robot more than being with me in my calzone hovel in the middle of the swamp with a ungrateful drug addict daughter? Really? Why? Why, Jimmy? <laughs> I I don't know if it's more that you know things can you can love two things. You can love being a robot man and having an ungrateful drug addict daughter and uh calzone hovel owning wife. In the swamp. In the swamp. <laughs> um, you can love both things. When are you coming back home is what I want to know. This man on the phone with his British accent wants to... He tells me that my time is running out. and I know this was a collect call, but <laughs> I need to know, are you coming back? And if so, yes, I will vouch for you, Chetty. I need you to be made, not unmade. Well, that's, that's, that's the trick, honey. If, as long as I'm not unmade, I will come back to you after I am A.A. A. Ron Hubbard for... A uh, couple centuries, probably, and... Um, that is not acceptable. I cannot wait another couple centuries while you A.A. run it up. <laughs> well, that's what? that's from this time, so it'll catch up to you in your time. So, pretty, like, in a couple of days. For a you. couple of days? Will you bring home some more Scrapper? I'm running out. <laughs> When when I he need... takes the place of AA Ron Hubbard, the AA is going to be for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous because he's a washed out drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I need two bag in the boxes of Pepsi marked Coke and <laughs> fourteen pounds of calzone flour. Bring it home in two days, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Noted. But I will I will vouch for him. I want my Chetty back. So please. 
Do not unmake my man. Uh, back in her world, she sees uh, an insectoid uh, Chet Blankate reaching his hand down more pants, and she's drawing her <laughs> No! Get it! Why? No more HJs! <laughs> well, Judd, I, I think you can tell that there is uh, a lot of love here that we must preserve to keep the timeline sacred or whatever. I watch Loki. <laughs> that was strangely endearing. Yes. Seeing that display of love in its highs and lows in one conversation uh, is certainly <laughs> something to consider and weigh. Um, I would li now like to call to the witness stand uh, Gertrude. Kevin uh, walks out from the occult section holding up the Necronomicon. You guys, I think I found it. <laughs> His hand. Open it. <laughs> yeah, what? Okay. Uh, you got some questions for me. Roll me, uh, Kevin, roll me a... Um, <laughs> uh, roll me an agility check. Roll me a big fat joint. Oh, <laughs> uh, fatty homie. This dexterity is, check? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dexterity saving throw. 14 with my bonus. 14 with your bonus. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, because, um, I think you have something with the tabaxi, but, wow, uh, oh, well, the, uh, the, uh, you look and the, uh, the entire ne Necronomicon has engulfed your hand. It is just like, it is, it is iron, it, it hurts a bit. It's, uh, it's, it's caused, let me roll. The pain is mostly from the betrayal. Seven points of damage as this thing seeks its teeth. Uh, it's, it's mainly just like a, like a, like a really tight grip, like uh, cinching down on your armor. Very unpleasant. Well, this is unpleasant. <laughs> Who's reading who? <laughs> um, okay. Um, Gertrude. Uh, uh, we thank you. And we know that it can't be easy for one to, uh, for a progeny to testify well against their creator. Um, I don't really think of him as my creator so much as just like the dude who tried to raise me and failed miserably. Oh, oh, Up so, the day. so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. um, tell me, can you tell me about? The, I am not familiar with the customs of your dimension, let alone species. Could you tell me about this opposite day? Is it opposite day? What are the traditions of opposite day, Gertrude? My. Standing of opposite day is whenever your probation officer comes to check in on you, you just say, yes, I've been doing everything correctly, and then they leave. Mm. So as I understand it, it is a means, it's a means of dishonesty? No, it's not dishonesty. <laughs> it's just displaying the facts in a manner that makes you look better than it actually is. Roll me a deception check. We're gonna see if um, if if he believes if he believes Gertrude. I have rolled a fifteen. A fifteen? Yeah, I'm gonna say not a great. Uh, I guess we'll chalk it up to. Now summon your locust swarm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta I gotta rub my feet together real quick for that one. Okay. Certainly, a, a steward of the gods of of <laughs> would. Would, uh, would, uh, be honest or a paragon of virtue in some way. 
So, how would you, if you were to rate from one to ten, um, your father, and you can break it up into categories, young, old, uh, how would you rate him as a, as a father, somebody who can depend on? That's a tough question. A hundred percent dependable and guaranteeing that he will make my life miserable, yes. Hmm, that's, you did a, a reverse scoring on that. I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that was that was straightforward math. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going to give him a ten, but it's not. It's because I, I think it's a zero because of, again, that opposite. Day. You know what? It's I, not up. Uh, no, listen. <laughs> here, here, here are the facts as they are. I grew up in an abu- abusive household. All right. Uh-huh. I was depraved of coke my whole life. <laughs> I grew up in a family that preached and shoved Pepsi in my throat. Okay? They didn't I think you were the abusive me. one in the abusive household. Coca-Cola, yeah, not, really. not cocaine. A bunch uh, of, no, no, they, a bunch of those dirtbag kids in, like, jury. That could have been me. Hands <laughs> <laughs> up upset. I was raised on Cola. I have been told that I am a sinner and I am wrong for liking coke. And I cannot continue to live in this abusive household, so I left the second I ha- I could. Do you also know that they refused pizza? Once they heard I loved pizza, <laughs> they told me, get out of our hovel. We only respect calzones Get out here. of our hovel. I, I flash to certain events throughout. Like, you know, it comes up on the screen, these <laughs> these moments in Gertrude's life where she's just, she's just, Mom, I'm a pizza girl. I love pizza. Not in my household. Whoa! Pizza must be folded over like an empanada. <laughs> it seals in the I flavor. Want you you need Sarah McLaughlin in the background of this vision because it, those streets were cold and sad as I went searching for the pizza and Coca-Cola of my life. It also, guy's on the street corner holding a slice of pizza out of his trench coat, like, ah. <laughs> in, like, Gertrude's mind, that's the reason she was kicked out, but in reality, it was like, and I don't mean to write your backstory, this is just a joke, until you you make it real, Gertrude, but, like, you had just stolen $1,000 from a wallet, and it was because you, oh, yeah, no. in your mind, what you tell people is that it's because of the Kelsons. <laughs> yeah, no, you're 100% spot on. Did I use their hard-earned money? that they barely made ends meet to buy drugs. A hundred percent I did. But they didn't accept me for who I am. <gasps> Your Honor, I'd like to call her a hostile witness. <laughs> She's a victim. <laughs> you hear some members of the I jury that we've invented. <laughs> that jury is just for aesthetic effect. It has no standing in anything. But, you know, uh, they're, they're, I feel like their presence is impactful and comedic at the same time. I want you to know, I would also like the record to show that I proactively reached out to Child Elf Protective Services, and they didn't do shit my whole life. They let these animals continue to reproduce and continue this abuse on me and my sister. Uh, We're going to flash to a small... Kevin doesn't applause. (laughs) All right. Uh, Clint. Yes, uh, point of order. Um, her sister is f- great. Not anymore. 
that that oh, was wait. <laughs> the sister was great <laughs> until I made a, a little oh. it was a little tiny timeline mistake. He, he looks uh, uh Yasir looks into looks you know, looks at you and like sees another infraction on the timeline. Oh sir. <laughs> and this one affected your daughter. <laughs> and he like sees the sees the version of of, uh, of Lenore before and after. <laughs> oh, that's Wait, that's what, more charges have been added to the. <laughs> what's wrong with Lenore? <laughs> she was kicking ass. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Gertrude, remember, and this—that's why Gertrude uh, Gertrude stopped smoking. Uh, she, um, um, that's why she did dip. Like she, this was a marginally better Gertrude because she was the good daughter. <laughs> All right, another another point of order. Look who I'm dealing with. I did all of this. I tried so hard. I I committed a timeline infraction in, in order to try to save my daughter from being like this. And all it did was change the fact that she smoked cigarettes to smoking chew. She she's smoking chew. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Most chewing tobacco now. Uh, you saw her. You should go Punchy like and this. I like it. It's um, disgusting. She's impossible. Listen, um, do me a favor and sniff her. Dude, she's got a little pinch of chew on a spoon and she's heating it up like free base. Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, no. Roll me a persuasion uh, check. You're trying to get the judge to sniff her dandruff. So you're... <laughs> no, no, no. I do like all that. I, I see it. Um, can I do anything? You know Kevin what? pulls his snake suspenders and says, I'm just a small country paladin. Who's having his, who, his hand consumed by a book of the dead? <laughs> I know injustice when I, as he's like prying it up, using his can hammer I, to like pry it up. <laughs> yeah, can I cast uh, with second level cast bless on all of us? Yes, absolutely. I think that's what I need. I'll do. I don't need the math. Second level should do it. Um, cool. That gives me a minus one to persuasion plus a d four. Okay, you're net positive, probably. So that's you know, a I really four. Like that's the only one that actually follows the rules of this game. Plus, <laughs> here for yes. the it is fun playing D and D. By myself with a lot of people somehow. This is no uh, different than any other group. There's a certain, every group relies on personal honesty, and so <laughs> and so this. If our if, if our fans suspect any one of you of shenanigans, I invite them to 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 bring me the spreadsheet and say that no, Dave's rolled too many twenties. I think. All right. So that can he? Is... Can, can he? Does he have to cover himself to cast a spell in front of this judge? Like. What no, if you the... sneeze? You sneeze really loud and cast it, and then we all say, bless you, and then we're all blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gesundheit. All right, uh, <laughs> oh, you sneezed your holy magic. Oh, I, I, as a being who can also manipulate several forms of reality, I assumed that was just normal. I assumed all of your species could could do this. Sneeze spells. This is cute. This is quaint as a seventh dimensional being. Just watch. So persuasion using my strong suit, I rolled a five minus one plus three seven. A seven. Um, so that doesn't seem very good. He, Opposite day. 
Uh, Intellecto, you do notice that the the judge kind of scoffs, but um, his pause there tells you that maybe there is something down this legal road of of uh, of um, saying that perhaps his case was outstanding to look at the to empathize, but but no. Uh, so yeah. the, I th- I blow dandruff at him from I reach over, lean over uh, Gertrude and blow her dandruff right into his face. <laughs> There's a Wequiem for a dream moment, like in his in his hourglass <laughs> eyes, like as his pupils grow huge. <laughs> he still wants to start a restaurant with all of you guys. <laughs> You're I'm out of order. Coming. This whole courtroom is out of order. Everybody pays in dice. No, no, nobody use cash. It's a dice only. Dice, uh, that's that's the currency. It's dice. Everybody like you pay with. <laughs> but explain that. Um, she's always been like this. We had nothing to do with it. It's, Did we call Kevin to the stand yet, to, as a character witness? Uh, we have. I'd not. like to call. Uh, could I could I just say Kevin? the record straight one last time. Mm. One last thing, Judge. Hostile witness. Have I always been oh, the best version of myself? No, but I will tell you that recently I've tried, and I've gotten good, and I've gotten right with the flying spaghetti monster, and I am being a better person each day. Objection. But that doesn't make up for the abuse I was done by that man. <laughs> he has his hand on Gertrude's head and says, and like a series of like a, a Gertrude's life, you know, and it's like, a, it's like a, a, a slip, a flip, you know, like a really sad flip show, like a flip card show. <laughs> uh, but at the very end of this flip card show, there are some signs of hope. We see Trucker's death. Uh, we see a resolution. We do see some signs of growth. And uh, it all, what also makes her candle shine brighter was that Lenore's was dimmer. And so comparatively, <laughs> like, like Gertrude has more confidence and more more inter- more, more uh, emotional currency to work with. And uh, uh, so, yes. Sister. Gertrude. Gertrude is doing very well. He the, the, the judge certainly notes that. And with that, sir. I plead the fifth, and I sit down. Um, can I? And she pulls remind... a fifth out of her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> a fifth of tobacco. <laughs> can I remind the court of the music video style uh, assistance that Chet uh, provided for when Gertrude was getting her bug powers? As uh, when I was in that timeline, as I think it was Ginger, the stripper. I was. I was uh, in that timeline, <laughs> us uh, we flashed to that moment. I believe you were a very supportive. Uh, fa- yes, that you as the as the stripping family was. It, it was a very weirdly I positive together moment. A drone or something like that to do like a pan out camera movement and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. the whole time I was talking about how proud of her I was, and I'm like, what what else am I supposed to do uh, to? you know, support my daughter. I've always been like this, and she always says I'm an abusive father. Roll me a persuasion check. So you're saying, I, oh, I follow cool. the show Sameless. It's like one of those where we're making the most of the situation. If there's a strangely Whoa. positive moment in a very negative situation. Oh, good. Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, that's gonna be another four plus, uh... <laughs> <laughs> plus four! I got an eight this time. So when your daughter expressed her trauma in unhealthy ways, you supported her by um, looking looks by by making a sex video. I don't. I, are these, this exactly. would be highly taboo this in my guy culture. Gets it. Um, I'm just gonna stop talking and whisper oh. through uh, intellecto. Boy. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
do. Let's Not go ahead and understand our cultures. That was supreme, <laughs> supremely supportive, and I'm awesome. In honor yes. of making this somewhat a fair trial, I will just end this right now and call Kevin up to the stand. Will yes. the man with the with the nep- with the forbidden knowledge attached to his hand, please? Do you want to try uh, to roll, teenage roll the remote? boy ever? <laughs> when when you call Kevin, Kevin just stands up and says, "Pass." <laughs> I abstain. Marco. Kevin, Kevin gets in the stand and he stands up dramatically. He says, Your Highness, I have never seen this man before in my life, as he gestures to Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> Gertrude just looks behind her. <laughs> Your witness. <laughs> Well, Your Honor, I mean, Kevin has been allies to both Gertrude, who can summon and control cockroaches. Uh, it's and... actually, it's actually pronounced Kevin. Cuvan <laughs> uh, was allies to both of them. Kevin or Cuvan? Who, who is the? Uh, who do you side with here? Who's the better, truth, more truthful ally? Is it uh, this gentleman who's tried his hardest to guide this uh, cockroach-loving woman, or? The daughter, who is, uh, by all accounts, a liar, uh, even on opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to use one of my lifelines, please. <laughs> we don't have. He's already phoning a friend. <laughs> Hello, Gonk. Yes. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> oh, it's oh okay. nothing. What are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd say we have another hostile witness. <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> just, call, just calling to say Everyone I love you. <laughs> All right. Um, anyhow. Um, Let's call Sal next. I actually was prepared if uh, Lothario did show up today for the recording, but he did not. So... Um, uh, Sal is his best friend. Thank you, you for coming to my TED Talk. And Kevin steps off the stand. You call Lothario and it's like that, hello? And you start like like leaving a message and then it's that like uh, like that fake leaving a message thing. Ah, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking thing. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, I believe I've heard enough. Well, to start That's with, Gertrude, uh, Artificarian. I heard a story from your wife because who knows you any better than her? Were you? What have you called some of our Patreon subscribers? <laughs> <laughs> if any of them are in chat right now, I, I will, I will right weigh now. heavily. But I'm looking at anyhow. Anybody want to speak up? Anybody want to? I just I, they just keep saying I'm gay. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> The Instagram account, I just keep getting messages that say, bring back the green M&M. <laughs> Dave's burner accounts. Yes. Um, I'd like to call the green M&M to the stand, please. <laughs> yes. Surprise witness. The the, the coke addicts in back. <gasps> um, during that story with your wife, you couldn't keep your hands off of other people's privates. However... <laughs> From my culture, what I heard was you had six hands 
and instead of pleasuring yourself with all six of them, you used it to please others, and that is a virtue. That is that is the worst haiku I've ever heard. <laughs> we, come from, we come from vastly different cultures. Evan knows what a haiku is. I'm call my ex to the stand so he can hear this. Two hands. Yeah. Thank goodness we got a liberal handjob loving judge. <laughs> yes, as my next verdict is read in Limerick. Uh, <laughs> there once was a verdict named Penis. <laughs> um, uh, it is also noted that you volunteered to replace your to uh, to, uh, to take the place of the man who I know. Um, bears you great uh, pain, who's done you great harm. You volunteered to take the place to basically be a the most hated man to take on... Uh, I, we, uh, you are not an evil man. You know that you would have been taking on the, the guilt of countless atrocities, but you volunteered to do it without a thought anyway, and that is not lost on this court. Yeah, it's uh, really nothing compared to trying to raise Gertrude, so... <laughs> And he uh, takes, give me a moment, and like, you know, kind of like a supercomputer, like it's a very short period of time to him, a couple seconds later. I have delved into many of the customs in your culture to include child raising. And I will say that, and he cuts to a scene that we've had on the show where like, uh, this was the happy home uh, where Chet Blancate and and uh, um, Blanche Poobell were at the dinner, t- were at the breakfast table, and um, uh, Gertrude, uh, uh, and there's a fight because Chet, you missed Gertrude shotgunning her first beer. <laughs> and, and, and like that was a sweet moment. <laughs> I must f- say, you did bring up that your case was unique, and then he goes into it and even like hovers over like, um, um, you know, your right the moments before you killed A.A. Uh, a. Ron Hubbard, you know, just all the dirty things he was saying to Gertrude <laughs> and just knowing and he, he goes through it all and all that flashed up on the board. This is much to be considered. While you have committed, we, have, we are ready to render judgment. While you have committed an atrocity. One of that has done immeasurable damage in ways that you don't know. We, in our form of justice, we take intent into account. And with your species limitations, it was hard to see you acting in any other way. And it was not out of malice. It was out of limits of the flesh. I can't help but think robot parts in my case. (laughs) I can't help but think that this is a decision you wouldn't have made if you had been artificarian. Um, So I will leave it up to you and your compatriots. You can have one of two fates. We can restitch the timeline in one of two ways. One. Can we change the channel? This is boring. (laughs) I hate this new law TV, court TV thing. This is stupid. Artificarian becomes. Basically, uh, fan- the fantasy dictator. You become A.A. Ron Hubbard and you ha- commit countless genocides. Mm. Or 
you shift that responsibility <laughs> onto Vor, and you spend the rest of your life as an agent of, of time, making things right. You will spend the rest of your life uh, in a constant, um, uh, uh, after the gods are done with you and you have a debt to be paid. Um, time cop. Yeah, you will. It will ah. be more like um, uh, uh, quantum leap. You just will constantly jump in, and you have to do things to fix the timeline wherever you go to fix breaches. Um, however, uh, I like if, Jesse's idea. Make him time cop with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, you know what? I like time cop better. Yeah, do, do you just can't touch you, people. Two, two people from the same timeline can't touch. That's the that's the rule. <laughs> uh. Okay, so you will be basically become a, an eternal time cop. Um, uh, but if you choose this path, then I need for you, and this, this path might be seen as easier, but you need to do something for Vor. You need to, Vor, you, you have taken, um, a spirit that was not deserving of being, uh, this monstrous fate. What, what do you intend to do? (laughs) What do you intend to do? Well, as much as... Being a time cop sounds really, really awesome and way better than Hitler's life has uh, been for me. Time cop lives matter. Ever since A.A. Ron stole my everything from me. Um, Vor was a sweetheart. I really just can't have her being forced into evilness. She's a good lady. I'll have to Time cop, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 version of TV you see in one timeline, he has a cool mullet and like a car that drives himself. He can do the splits. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that you're mostly annoyed that you're going to be partnered with Van Dam. Like that's the part you hate. <laughs> oh yes, I I have to, I have to do it. Um, Time cop, it isn't. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. That was all I need to hear. That was a very brave thing you've done. And we're going to end the episode with time kind of reforming all around you. Um, Tifi. Uh, oh, is Morris Day there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. I cannot remember the <laughs> lyric of the, any of their fucking. <laughs> I'm even trying to remember to the Clerks 2 soundtrack. And nothing is coming to me. Uh, anyhow, uh, yes, or all of reality forms all around you. The the whole has been mended. Everything has been made whole. The equation has been uh, rounded. Uh, Tifi, you are uh, bound. You know that if you are now AA Ron Hubbard, um, uh, I will even say that uh, you guys uh, uh, t- uh, you guys go back to your original timelines. Um, TV, uh, we're going to discuss what happens to everybody else in a next episode. But TV, you back are, to the bookstore. <laughs> you you are you go from there to AA Ron's lab. Um, yeah, we'll finish up the bookstore in a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you finish up AA, uh, you there. You are in AA Ron's lab. Uh, you know the price. That you remember everything that has happened to you, and you know the heavy price of everything you must do ahead of you. But. Um, you know how it ends. You've seen through the timeline. You know that you are your your life does come to an end. Uh, in fact, at the fran- at the hand of your friends. That's up. Nice. Huzzah! Yeah, death. 
<laughs> but after that has happened, your price has been paid, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Um, I grabbed the, as A.A. Ron Hubbard, I grabbed the, the sample that we needed. Oh, yeah, and, and yes, and, and <laughs> it can be, that was what I was also going to say, is that uh, um, you guys have the, uh, you guys ended up getting the tool that you needed. You guys ended up getting the sample that you needed uh, for the gods. It just winds up in a place, uh, while TV does have to play the, bat, the role of the bad guy, he is certain to um, do it in a way yep. that helps the grander plan. Yes, he's a double, double agent. agent. Definitely. Uh, right before you guys are whisked back, you guys uh, are in back in the well, barns. My and brain just hurt a second. I just realized that because from this point I take over for A. Ron Hubbard, that that means that I put myself into. I make myself Tifi. Yeah, at that point, yeah, it's... you 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 are the one. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Hey, um, before we leave, uh, Kevin book is like now up past his elbow he goes and casually leans on the front counter and says do you have this in paperback (laughs) (laughs) and i'm back to work so i go we do i will have to order it for you though it's going to take 16 weeks (laughs) in a row yes you can sit right there and wait while that book eats you (laughs) it's like a beetlejuice fucking waiting room (laughs) (laughs) very long wait i have Uh, to write the book uh, I will say, you know, we're going to say cut to the, the end credits for the episode. At the end of the credits, you know, it shows Kevin, uh, the book arrives instead of the paperback um, uh, Necronomicon that he was expecting. Um, <laughs> it is a copy of the Tome of Cats has arrived at his doorstep. Oh, I've read this one already. We're at the end of time, though. So, like, you spent you spent 16 <laughs> weeks in Flagstaff, Arizona, at this, in the vicinity of this Barnes & Noble. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'm ready to join the main adventure again. <laughs> it's been lovely having you here at this Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I'll miss you, though. Yeah, you guys walk out of this, uh, this uh, temporal waiting room. And rejoin. I just wish your star wasn't playing Dave Matthews Band on loop for 16 weeks. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite artist. Sounds like hell. So with your Tome of Cats, uh, you guys rejoin the timeline. You guys are um, uh, standing all around to seer the time snake. What? What? Wasn't there one more of you guys before? The guy who made me the wings? Maybe. Oh. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Nah. No, uh, you might have... Do you often see people who are not there? Yeah, I yeah. spend a lot of time alone. The right there isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spend a lot of That's time great. in isolation at the end of the timeline. I'm, you know what? It's not important. I've, a, I, I prefer my fake friends because they don't insult me like the real ones do. <laughs> like uh, a true schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, my fake friends t- tell me to do awesome things like hurt myself. You just tell me to go to therapy. Why would I want to talk to this person? Um, all right, and that is where we're going to end our episode um, with uh, some real next-level Rick and Morty writing spontaneously stumbled upon uh, here on Awful Neutral. Clint, way to go, man. You've uh, you've Ouroboros'd yourself. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it uh, in advance uh, so this is fun that's cool uh, but when you think about it like because this your sentence does end and you know like just as Lothario in our timeline spent a couple hundred years in hell 
You know, so so many characters, people have been a lot of people. This is your thing. You you had to spend a little time being a fantasy dictator. Just uh, just yeah. just how the just how the yeah. the dice fell. Yeah, I, fantasy I, I, war I got, crimes. <laughs> I got centuries, uh, right? I have tons of time to uh, you know be a double agent and prepare uh, prepare for this. So yeah, it's like that. Contralacrum, <laughs> true polymorph. Uh, get some <laughs> different spells going on. That a controversial episode of Quantum Leap where you jumped into Pol Pot's body. You got to make the killing fields happen, <laughs> Sam. If you got, if you if you want to jump, <laughs> that's the worst episode of Quantum oh. Leap. It didn't air for some reason. I don't, it was too uh, controversial. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. This has been awful neutral. Um, Dave Callens, got anything to plug? Um, I'm looking at my calendar. I don't think so. I'm bartending a wedding this weekend. That'll be fun. Nice. Right. So the Rosenstein family, if you want your bartender to do uh, just a set, <laughs> first off, Mazeltoff. And if you want to, the bartender to do tight 10, um, you can do it as Kevin. Ask him. Yeah, this is actually a top tier reward for our patrons. If you subscribe to top level, I will bartend your wedding. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm pretty I'm sure we can get any one of Good us to, 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 to marry you guys. I'm like, I'd, like a certain level, Jesse Egan will officiate your wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll perform the ceremony. Yeah. As Chud Bingsley. Nice. <laughs> Mazel tov, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you may kiss the bride. Can I just put a plug in that now for pin? Like I want for my wedding. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> if I have it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Sarah Lee is going to be the one who stands up and says, I object at that part of yeah, the ceremony. So. To her own wedding. <laughs> yeah, That's a level uh, of the Patreon. Sarah Lee will stand up and say, I object. You'll object to your wedding. As Gertrude. Yeah. <laughs> and throw a cigarette at your bride or the, whoever, or uh, the husband. Whoever I lit the veil on fire. <laughs> <laughs> throw a lit cigarette. Uh, at the $200 level, she will throw a lit cigarette at your mate. It's chew though. It's she's smoking a chew cigarette. It's, yeah, it's a very wet. <laughs> Still burns. Hard to light it, but <laughs> one of those Hollywood exploding cigars. <laughs> half smoldering wad of chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! It's so wet. It's gross and smells. And so tar. Uh, anyhow, um, with that, with that cigarette, that private. <laughs> with that cigarette throwing <laughs> image, our 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 own arsonist, Sarah Lee Steiner. Where do you, what do you got to plug? Oh, um, you can find me on Sarah Lee Magic, and that's it because I don't have anything booked right now. So, yay! I'll be I'll be at said wedding this <laughs> yeah. weekend that Dave is bartending. Objecting. So. Come see us all at the wedding. I'm the photographer, yeah. so... So uh, the Rosensteins invited the, everybody, but... Yeah. I am the hype man to get everybody dancing on the dance floor. <laughs> Is that right? Is that the Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Uh, Is she having a seizure? <laughs> the Elaine? A surgeon seizure. Also in attendance at this wedding will be Jesse Egan. Uh, got be like... Getting married again. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing really to plug. I'm doing one-on-one comedy coaching on zoom so if anybody wants to hit me up my email you're just gonna leave it at one-on-one comedy like just comedy i will will perform for you at your wedding just email crowd work is so good (laughs) yeah you hop on an elevator expecting just a calm quiet ride to the top floor guess what bam one man show (laughs) nothing but blue jokes for this elevator ride (laughs) 
Top floor. That fart wasn't part of the crowd work. It just happened organically, <laughs> and I worked it in. That was just me riffing. That was just me riffing and ruining. I'm yeah. heckling you back with farts. Uh, Which is not the type of thing you will get at Jesse's comedy lesson. But Dave yeah. did point out that that was the best way to promote a comedy uh, class, right? Was to be like, so I'm teaching a class. <laughs> that was the that was the end of the marketing pitch. Jesse Egan comedy at gmail dot com. <laughs> so avant garde. It's it's brilliant. It's art. You know art when you see it. Hey, you smell it. Here's my elevator pitch. <laughs> it's literally Ooh, how Polly Fur got his career. A longer. That's how. <laughs> this is how Eddie Murphy started. Farting <laughs> in elevators. <laughs> Took him right to the top. That's my spiel. <laughs> that's a skit. That's that's. I want to see it. Like bring Dave Chappelle show back for one of his Hollywood stories or Charlie Murphy <laughs> stories. Um, and with us as well, Mr. Clint Beiger. Do you got anything to plug? Um, yeah, I'm doing a new service. It's kind of like Uber, except for instead of me picking you up, you come and pick me up, and I just ride along in the car with you. It's uh, it's bottle. <laughs> it's, it's bottling. You ever heard of this? Like if you have ADHD and and you need someone just like there while you do stuff. Yeah, I, I just you can hire me to be the guy that's just there. Nice. You're like an emotional support, Clint. Yeah, yeah. Except. Um, it's, it's, but that's it's that's the I'm reverse emotional. too. He's an emotional draining Clint. <laughs> I'm I'm emotional and you, you support, support him. Yeah, pick him up, support him, Clint. drop him back up. Did you grow up yeah. with somebody really needy in your life, and now you're just you you don't know what to do with this constant with with an attention vacuum in your life? <laughs> so, <laughs> Clint, uh, attention vacuum for <laughs> will be here for you. Trust me, it'll all be about me when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> you do this for free or is there a charge is it like for ten dollars a day you too can support Clint um you just you can uh you know feed me while you're with me or while I'm with you and uh you know uh that's about it Steel's getting better and better at, at a certain point it's like the mafia you know like hey you're having a nice hangout here it'd be a shame if somebody came and I don't know was really needy about things <laughs> Hey, I got an offer you should have refused. <laughs> and shit on shitting on the mafia. That's where we're going to close out our episode today. What about you, Damien? You got anything to plug? Hey, Damian, oh, that's plug right. It, uh, it's a small comedy science podcast called Science Faction. Also, I guess. still going? Uh, yes. Yes, we are still trotting along. I still have to make the same dick joke to a... To, uh, uh, archaeology to, to a new oldest species site find. Yes. Right, right, right. But right, we right, do right. it in style on Science Faction. Absolutely. We make it fresh every time. Each dick joke is new. It's our child. Each one is wonderful. We don't have a favorite. Um, uh, we can also catch us on Awful Neutral. We uh, stream every Sunday at 11 uh, a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also oh, join us. that's fun. I should check it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, you should also uh, uh, jump on. Uh, we have a Discord. It is the uh, Affiliates uh, channel. Please jump on. Uh, you can ask us. You can speak directly to any member of the cast. We uh, invite your questions, comments, uh, and, and whatever. And uh, thank you very much. We love you. Uh, later, nerds. Bye, everybody. Bye.